You're listening to the Drive Forward Podcast. We're cruising through the latest in transportation to inspire a better tomorrow. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Drive Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Jamie. Today, we're chatting with Audrey Copeland, the president and CEO of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Well, welcome to the podcast, Audrey. We are so excited to have you join us, um, and let's go ahead and dive on in. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your efforts as the president and CEO of the National Asphalt Pavement Association? Sure, I'll be happy to. I've been in this role for two years and been with NAPA for uh, over 10 years as their head of engineering before coming into this role. So I guess first and foremost, what I would say about my efforts is just that I am truly an advocate for this industry. I've worked in the industry for over 20 years, starting out as a, a graduate student uh, like yourself, and I truly believe in this industry uh, and the people that work in this industry. So um, let me actually tell you a little bit about the industry, um, just to kind of give some context to what we're talking about today. So um, there's 2.8 million miles of roadways across the United States, and asphalt is well over 90% of the roadways. And there's also, um, of course, 3,300 runways across the U.S. and over 80% of those are asphalt. And so I mentioned the people earlier and how much I believe in the people of this industry. And uh, with this industry directly and related industries, we employ about three quarters of a million people. That's 750,000 folks. Um, So that's a, a huge impact. So that's a little bit about the industry. Now let me tell you a little bit about NAPA and what we do. So we're an exclusive association that represents uh, the companies that uh, produce asphalt mixtures for roadways, runways, recreational trails. Um, And then we also, of course, uh, support the industries that support the asphalt industry as well. We represent those industries too. So we have over 1,200 members. Uh, We've been around since 1955, over 65 years old, and I'm very um, proud to say that I'm only the third president of this organization. So I think that definitely uh, speaks to the stability of our industry and our organization. And well, we're really focused on advocacy for the industry, advancement of the industry, and on our workforce, whether it's their health and safety or the recruitment and development of folks in our industry. So when I talk about advocacy, I'm talking about um, mainly Uh, making sure that there's adequate investment in highway infrastructure for our nation. Uh, We also, of course, um, work on the regulatory side of things. We keep an eye on what's going on in that area and things that may impact our industry. And one of the things I'm proud of is the fact that our philosophy and premise is to always work with the regulators, um, try to stay ahead of them in terms of implementing things that are going to improve our industry and improve our nation. So we'll, we'll jump to the next question. Um, perhaps one of the biggest buzzwords in transportation right now is sustainability. In fact, Illinois Center for Transportation researchers have been partnering with several agencies, one of which um, you know, is NAPA, and industries on flexible pavement sustainable solutions. What are some of the sustainable solutions the National Asphalt Pavement Association is doing to curb climate change? How do you think those changes will shape the industry? So first of all, our very essence uh, is that uh, we are a product that is uh, reusing material and sustainable. Um, So if you're not aware, asphalt mixture is essentially aggregate rocks and an asphalt binder. And when you look at that binder um, in, in the beginning, the old ages, it was naturally occurring, but now binder is actually a byproduct, a waste of the refining process uh, for, for crude oil and for fuels. And so 
our industry found a way to utilize that waste without burning it or landfilling it. So, you know, that is just the very essence of our product. Um, then when you go further and you've got the asphalt pavement, which is down on the roadways, again, it's 100% reusable and able to be recycled. And in fact, it is the most recycled uh, material in the United States. And so all of these roadways that are aging uh, in our nation, as long as they're asphalt, they are able to be reused at the same uh, capacity that they were used in the first place. So what I'm getting at there is you're not having to downcycle them. You're actually able to reuse that material in a, re a roadway and reactivate it. Just in 2019 alone, more than 97 million tons of recycled asphalt pavement uh, and uh, reclaimed asphalt shingles are being able to be reused in asphalt pavement mixtures. Uh, you also have this material being stockpiled for future use as well. What is the impact of that? Well, it's not going into landfills. So you're saving nearly 60 million cubic yards of landfill space in one year alone. And then when you look at the combination of those uh, reclaimed materials going back into our roadways, that's saving the taxpayers almost $3 billion annually. You know, moving on to that on from there in terms of uh, emissions and greenhouse gases, uh, we know that it takes less energy to acquire the raw materials for asphalt mixtures um, than other products. Uh, we generate less material waste than other paving materials. And so... Um, again, by being able to use that asphalt binder, that byproduct, we're not releasing that carbon back into the atmosphere. It's actually going into your roadways. It's not being burned. And in fact, according to the United States Environmental Protection Agency, um, over 99% of the carbon in asphalt binder is stored instead of contributing to greenhouse gases. So that's just a, you know, your pavements are actually sequestering carbon. And then I'll wrap up by just talking about the future. So we have established a climate stewardship task force at Napa. Uh, we obviously want to be good stewards of the planet. And so we are uh, looking at what our vision is for the future and what does our industry need to do to get there? Are there considerations we need to be investing in in terms of moving away from fossil fuel use? Um, do we need to look at binder substitutions, things like that, uh, that are in the still in the research phases? And so one of the most important things we do, of course, is partner with others in this process. And that's what we will continue to do uh, to drive innovation that leads to more sustainable, environmentally friendly products. We'll jump into the third question. Uh, the standard of infrastructure is set to change with the incorporation of electrification and autonomous and connected vehicles. What do you foresee as the changes in flexible pavements to address freight platooning and the possibilities of pavements dynamically charging trucks en route? And do you think will this impact the asphalt industry? The things that we're going to have to consider is when you have platooning, um, you suddenly, especially with something that's automated, you suddenly use, lose that will wonder. As humans and we drive vehicles, we have natural will wonder <laughs> as we drive on a pavement that distributes the load of that truck or that vehicle across uh, the pavement structure. And so as we get into an automated process, we're going to have to be mindful of how we distribute the loads of the vehicles across the pavement. 
And so with that, there may be a shift to more heavy duty pavements. Um, obviously in the, in the automation of the trucks, we can account for some of that will wonder, um, but there'll probably have to be a shift to more heavy duty pavements. Um, I know one of our members is leading the charge in terms of uh, critical commerce corridors. Um, these are actual corridors that are de dedicated to freight trafficking. And so that is going to call for more heavy duty pavements. And we're very fortunate that we are uh, set up well to handle that. We have the technology now to implement that. Uh, we also have a technology for long life pavements as well. And I think what's important there is not just the long life of the pavement, but it's the ability to build a pavement structure to withstand those heavier loads, but then also have it easily maintained um, time after time after time again. And so kind of moving on to your question about the possibilities of, of pavement charging, well, you know, first of all, I'm going to say that I think pavements have to be part of the solution um, to accommodate electric and connected vehicles. So really, this is an opportunity for our industry. Speaking of autonomous and connected vehicles, Illinois Center for Transportation has its site set on building a high-speed multimodal autonomous and connected vehicle track known as the Illinois Autonomous and Connected Track here in Rantoul, Illinois. How do you foresee university-led initiatives like this exploring such futuristic transit and helping the freight industry? What elements about the track excite you? And what innovative asphalt materials do you think could be implemented here? So first of all, um, I'm very excited to hear this. Knowing the credibility that you'll lend to this effort is just very exciting. And, and these facilities are very much needed to test out technologies, um, especially when human lives may be at stake. And in fact, our industry feels so strongly about this that we invested millions in the National Center for Asphalt Technology at Auburn University. That test track is dedicated solely to asphalt pavement research, um, which is great but it's limited to the climate in the Southeast United States. So with the track here being proposed in Illinois, you're gonna have a whole different set of variables and scenarios to test under. And so that scope is very exciting for the future in terms of what you're looking at uh, beyond the pavement and in terms of combining those different modes of mobility and the future technologies. There's an opportunity here for significant safety improvements as well. Uh, one of the challenges that we have is uh, distracted driving and its impact on workers in the work zones. And so um, we have a campaign called Watch For Us. And I think there is an opportunity here for this test track to also explore safety improvements to work zones, which could actually help not only our industry, but any industry that's out there working on our highways and roads. Absolutely. And I think, you know, civil engineers, that's where, where it really boils down to um, is to create products, you know, services and in these infrastructure um, facilities that serve um, the public safely, reliably. We want to come in complementing already established uh, great programs and uh, trying to find out what other questions should we answer before autonomous and connected get fully deployed. That's vital, you know, learning from others not recreating the will. And I just want to commend uh, the leader of your center, you know, Dr. Al-Qadi, uh, he really values um, the partnership between universities, the government and industry and, and values industry input. He's one of the uh, few professors who attend uh, our annual meeting on an annual basis. So he's interacting with the contractors and learning from them. And so it is so vital to have their input in that process. And so just really appreciate what y'all are doing there and the leadership you're showing.
fifth question. Um, first, personally, I commend your advocacy for women in the transportation field, and it means a lot to me as this is an early time in my career in this field. As a leader in the industry, what is your message to aspiring pro professionals and others? Uh, first, I just want to mention that uh, there is an organization called Women of Asphalt. Um, I, I'm a founding member of that, and it's really the brainchild of Amy Miller, the National Director of the Asphalt Pavement Alliance. Um, so that has really thrust us forward in terms of uh, recognizing the importance of showing women the opportunities in our industry and also recognizing the women that are part of our industry. So I guess when it comes down to my messages, first of all, if, if you're a woman in the infrastructure industry, what I would say is that you have influence. Um, I don't think I even realize the impact of, of my influence being in this industry. Uh, you may not know who's watching or who you're inspiring. So I just encourage others to put yourself out there uh, take risk, um, and, you know, don't take yourself too seriously either. Uh, it's still currently a male dominated field. Um, so one of the things I always ad advise the women is just, um, you know, don't take yourself too seriously, have fun in what you're doing. And, and the reason I say you have influence is, um, you know, for me, uh, one of my proud moments was when a, a, a woman told me, that she had never considered our industry, even though her family uh, works in our industry and owns, owns an asphalt company until she saw me speaking. And once she saw me speaking, she could see herself. And then I also was speaking on the sustainability of asphalt pavements, which she was not aware of all of our, all of what our industry is doing. And, and now she's uh, happily working in our industry. So that's just one of my proud moments. And uh, I'm just grateful she told me because otherwise I wouldn't have known. And then the second thing I would add is just for those considering uh, infrastructure, considering our industry is, and I think this has become so important, is look for an industry with good people. Um, you know, who you surround yourself in terms of values is so important. And I'm in this role that I have now, I'm in a unique position where I'm working with company leaders and I'm working with different leaders on a daily basis. So I'm almost getting to see a, a lesson in leadership on, on, on the daily. And I can tell you, that's what keeps me in this industry. Um, you know, and, and loving it is that they are such good people. Um, they value each other, uh, even though they may be competitors, they value their employees, hard work and their families. And, and those values are values that align with me. Um, so it just makes it a, a natural fit and something that I enjoy doing. I am in awe actually of having this opportunity to virtually meet you um, and really commend you for all the work that you do. Thank you, Anthony. Yep. Our last question, as a foresight in the future, what legacy do you hope to leave at the National Asphalt Pavement Association and for the pavement industry? So I think uh, my one of my strengths is um, building connections. And so I think it's so important that this industry stays connected and stays unified uh, in terms of our vision for the future. And I think this pandemic has definitely showed us how important uh, connection is and keeping those connections. And we're just so influential, influential when we speak as one voice. And I think that's the power of Napa. So for me, it's keeping the industry uh, together, um, pulling as one, and then, of course, continuing to bring advancement. I, I mentioned it back at the beginning of, uh, of the podcast that our industry values technical expertise. We hire subject matter experts. And so 
uh, we are really the eyes and ears of the industry in terms of looking out for uh, what's coming down the pipeline, uh, tech, uh, technical advancements and things like that. So I guess one of the things is I'm hoping we can speed up that process in terms of how we implement uh, uh, evolutions throughout the industry. Well, that is all I had for today, Audrey. Thank you so much for your willingness to join us. And again, it's a pleasure uh, to hear your thoughts that I am sure will be very insightful to our audience. I hope that I speak for all of us in saying that we greatly appreciate and value all that you do um, for the transportation agency and the asphalt um, industry uh, as well. Um, listeners, thank you so much for staying tuned in. Thank you, Angelie. It was great to be here and, and great to meet you. Look forward to meeting in person. The Drive Forward podcast is a production of Illinois Center for Transportation, a research center of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. We invite you to subscribe to the Drive Forward podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And while you're there, feel free to like or rate us. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation rolling by using the hashtag DriveForward. Forward.